On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we are going to discuss about LaMarcus Aldridge's debut wow. as a Brooklyn Net. We will discuss DeAndre Jordan's DNPing. Did he get DNP'd officially? Did he fully DNP'd? Right. He right. DNP'd his pants. <laughs> nice. um, and then we're going to take mailbagnetspot at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Gosh, wow. You over Zoom is. I, I don't know what's happening lately. <laughs> Just in my zone. Uh, you can find us netspod at gmail.com. We are going to be answering email questions today. So keep filling up that bag. Go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, five stars would be the one to have them. Spotify. I don't know if they have a rating system, but if they do, give us the best rating possible. Heck. Um and uh, Brian the athletic Michael. oh slash cool guys get yourself by the people Brian yeah. the Nets are back um, well the Nets are pretty they're a good team we really did it wait somebody in the chat posted a track I don't know if it, we at one point this was a cursed drop and it might be timed was it too early what the Nets are back what, yeah that one yeah so I had that I was gonna play that a little bit but actually I, I Explain think it might to be the too- people on the podcast the people on the podcast don't understand the the environment that we're operating in right now tell them so, what we're doing this in, I would say in about <laughs> 2013 it <laughs> oh was the God. first was the first instance oh, no. of Kia's the Nets are back remix on the show sorry wait is that not what you wanted to hear yeah I was just gonna t- I was just be like tell people that we're doing twitch so oh. you're gonna be referencing people in the chat group yeah sorry but there's you a, there's can, a lot you can trace on. back the origins of Kia's the Nets <laughs> I, thought, back I thought you were asking you me to queue wanted. up a whole history of our of our stupid drops <laughs> um Brian yeah. and I met at Syracuse that's right in couple Kimmel pups. just a couple yeah. pups <laughs> we were pups oh my god that's right wolf pups um speaking of pups yeah. About a grown-ass dog, Marcus Aldridge. <laughs> um, yeah, so the order of our show, the operations, we're going to start with Marcus Aldridge, because uh, why would we not? That's, yeah, don't bury the lead, Mike, as they say. Can I biz. ask you point blank? Hit me right to my face. Grill me. What did you think of Marcus Aldridge? Just give me what you thought of him. Um, I'm not going to well, color you with my own thoughts. Yeah, don't. I don't want you to. Yeah, don't ruin me with that. Um Gosh, there's so many things to think. First of all, I'm worried about our take. I'm worried about our initial reaction. We may have come in a little bit low um, because it is, I mean, have, having been coming lower, by the way. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you are doubling down. I don't think he looked very athletic. <laughs> no, that was part of it. So I actually just don't think he is very athletic. I don't, not that like his, his, it's on a decline. I just don't, it seems like it just, it's possible it was just never there. But the way he moves, his, the way he operates on the basketball court, like at, from a pure entertainment perspective, I enjoy. I just straight up enjoy it. Like he, his, like he takes these baby steps everywhere he goes. He's all like neck fakes, you know. That's his entire like back to the best games, just like you know thrusting his neck big around. Three ish for me. It was a little. It, is, it was a little <laughs> chunky big three ish. Like is, a guy on the Atlanta. You could see firestorm. Him, him and Rasul Butler team. and uh, 
and <laughs> who else? Uh, take Russell Butler right now yeah. over Lamarcus Aldridge. No, no, no. 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 Okay, he um, had he had a representative game. He actually, I think he dished out six assists. If I if I am looking at that dude, correctly, he looked good. I'm excited to hear how low you come in on this because he looked pretty good in terms of it's just you know in terms of your this legendary Mike Musina take. It was a it's a great pitch that we really don't have is is like spacer spacer five. We don't have a spacer five. All right, I'll start with positives, and then I'll go to concerns. Positives. Uh, he can pass, like, so he had six assists. Now, I don't think they were, like, unique assists. What I like, though, is that when he would post up, if a guy, if he just couldn't get his shot off, he would enforce the shot. He took mm. ten shots. That's a lot for a guy who is just coming onto a team. But he would pass the ball to a three-point shooter who was sometimes open, probably most likely Jeff Green, and would take the shot. He got six assists, and that's good. Uh, he is big, you know, this is a uh, breaking news. He's yeah, big. He's a large and, man. And, and so this leads into my happiest point about him. You and I probably to um, like, it's become a meme now of our obsession about potato sack defense. We've continually talked about, oh my God, what this Nets team needs is just a big beefy boy down there just to, to put a body on Embiid in the Eastern conference finals. And then in the, in the NBA Finals, a body on, you know, Anthony Davis or whoever is going to be operating the post for the Lakers. The Marcus Aldridge is like super size uh, potato sack. Mm. He's he's a big gulp potato sack. Yeah, um, and I love that about. I I actually kind of love that he's not skinny and in shape. You know, I'm <laughs> excited about that. Uh, but I have cons- <laughs> I, I there's the concerns. There's he, I don't know how you don't yeah. have some concerns about his body. His lack of athleticism at this point. He was definitely, um, I mean, in terms of out of shapeness, there's a couple of different out of shapes. I mean, he was holding his shorts. <laughs> Let's run through them. Let's, yeah. I am well versed in yeah. all of the forms. Yeah. I, I hit the trifecta. Um, skinny armed, big belly. Right. Unable and to walk more than Can't like get up your feet. stairs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, um, that's where, where LaMarcus might have been sucking some wind early on there. But, um, you know, Nash Nash is known for for running his guys into the into dust. Uh, so <laughs> so I have no concerns about that long term. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to me that you came away from, from that game thinking of like, he's like, this is good on the defensive side more than the offensive side. <laughs> that That is... That seems that seems like an interesting take. I like it. I mean, you're zigging where I'm yeah. zagging. But. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> yeah. Now I think it's not that I like his defense because I am concerned. So as much as I want a potato sack laying up against Joel Embiid, um, Joel Embiid's pretty active and can move, and certainly Anthony Davis if they get that far. And I don't think Lamarcus Aldridge is going to be guarding Anthony Davis. But um, and when I say if they get that far, I mean the Lakers because the Nets are going got to him, the NBA. Got Wait, um, you don't you don't think I mean just as you know for yeah. a couple of looks that Lamarcus Aldridge isn't going to be playing against AD? I mean that'll happen. Yeah, I my problem is I don't think you don't LaMarcus think he's going to be in the play. He's gonna, he's not going to get minutes in the playoffs like that. You don't think? I don't think he's going to be. Wow. So my problem with him, Interesting. okay, and I know okay. this from having watched the Spurs, he's not a switchable defender. He's never been a switchable defender, and even though the Nets aren't great on defense, they're better than what the national media would want you to believe they are on defense. They are good. I think they are firmly good on defense, mm. particularly with Nick Claxton in the lineup. Still um, doing it. Still doing the thing. I mean, let's think of Kevin Durant and Nick Claxton on the floor together. Mm. Who's more talented? I don't know. It's going to be tough. Arms. Arms everywhere. It's the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. Yeah. Um, 
Lamarcus Aldridge will never be able to switch onto another human being that's not like just a just a big beefy dude. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was saying that like you know his timing might be better than DeAndre Jordan, and we're we're going to be able to segue into this DeAndre Jordan drama, I'm sure, um, neatly from here. But his his timing is better in terms of like when he does finally dart out into the lane a little bit to contest the shot. It's just that his tiny steps, they're so his strides are. It's like <laughs> it's like me when I had my when I was on the mend for my broken foot. That's I felt like you know your your legs are tied together. Why is her, why is his gait so like <laughs> it's real, like it's just a little Tin Man like neat, 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 neat. I don't know. Do you, do you feel that way watching him? I know. That's exactly yeah. what I picked up on. I, I was like, there's a thing like when you watch big men, like I never watched Luca Garza from Iowa. I don't know if you know who Luca Garza is. He's the best player on the college basketball team. Iowa's college basketball team, their men's college basketball team. And he's like a 20 and 10 guy. And in my head, I was like, oh, maybe he's a pro prospect. And then you see him. He's just like a kind of like a big beefy dude. who can't really move. Uh, I'm just worried. The thing I'm worried about LaMarcus Aldridge and I'm going to put okay. a real fine point on it. Okay. Okay, so he moves in the starting lineup in his first game that he's active. And I know that the, you know, the Nets had some injuries. Obviously, James Harden's not playing. We're still waiting for Kevin Durant to come back. Um, so I, I understand that. Maybe he won't always be in the starting lineup. And he replaced DeAndre Jordan. So I'm okay with that, that substitution. I don't like 10 shots on the first time you're playing the game. Wow. Don't like where the shots are coming from. <laughs> They're all mid-range and post-ups. He took one three, and he's not a three-point shooter. He's never been his whole career. I mean, he can do it. He can shoot from three. I just, I really, I, the, I, I am a little, a little worried that mm-hmm. Lamarcus, he did sacrifice to come to Brooklyn financially, particularly. I'm just a little worried that he's gonna dinosaur his way into this offense in a. Mm-hmm. you know in a way i don't like yeah i know this is this is it feels like a un unpopular take at the moment i just this is the energy <laughs> i'm bringing to the pod yeah know. no it's it's an interesting energy I, one of the i think that i'm a little bit distracted by is um the people in the chat on twitch shout out to the twitch.tv oh, slash click guys they're making fun of the background that you have looking like it's at like paranormal activity and i did for a second sort of imagine like you know a woman in a nightgown, you know, crawling on the ceiling behind you in this particular, he's got like an image of a, of a darkened, but like weirdly large and colonial looking room. I don't know. It's hard to. <laughs> well, the thing the is, podcast, if there yeah. was enough light back here, you would actually be seeing there. Uh, so one, uh, uh, we live with my wife's parents, which is a, a joy to just talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this room was my father-in-law's office. I, it's not that he died. He just doesn't do work in here anymore. Um, you've, you've moved in. You've taken over. How could he? And over my right shoulder here, uh, there's a picture of my wife and her little sister when my wife was seven and when her little sister was five. Yeah. Um, where they are in white gowns, staring blankly yeah. out into space. So if it's terrible. Long enough, you can see their eyes sort of track from side to side. <laughs> so it's a spooky image. Anyways, sorry. What are we talking about? Um, we're talking about DeAndre Jordan. We're talking about Lamarcus Aldridge um, and sort of how. The Nets, so and like this is weird, right? Like, so I understand the Nets blew out the the, the Hornets. That was a great game. There's so much to enjoy in the game. Like, one kind of also why I'm maybe feeling the way I'm feeling about Lamarcus Aldridge initially. And I know this can change and grow. And there's things I have faith in about the Nets. I'm just like so into the Nick Claxton experience 
that I I don't want anything to really alter that. You know, mm. like because I I was I am concerned about the playoff Nick Claxton. Like, does Nick Claxton in the playoffs? You can't rely on him for more than what you know, like twelve minutes a game, right? Like you, there's only so much you can get out of him in the playoffs. It's a high high intense situation. You wouldn't want him closing games. But Steve Nash said it. Nick Claxton's like the best defender on this team, and he can play with the Marcus Aldridge. But I don't know. I just it was a little too much of like not enough flexibility. And mm. to counterbalance it, Blake Griffin did not play tonight. But Blake has immediately fit into the role that we, you and I desired, right? Like he fit into like sort of Swiss Army knife bench player coming in and making plays on that end of the floor. So I, I seeing Blake <laughs> sacrifice. I really have I, to explain myself. Yeah, like, no, really. I, you you are you are. This is a. I mean, it's an interesting take. I mean, I'm. I'm thanks. Is, I'll, thanks. I'll, I'll, <laughs> It's my job <laughs> yeah. to be interesting, these are, Brian. These are solid takes. I just think that there's like, you know, I'll devil's advocate you, you know, for the sake of, you know, production. We've, we're, you know, we went, we did a four hour production meeting. We planned this in advance. Um, my zag is like, don't do the results maybe speak for themselves a little bit. I mean, I don't have to go and look at Marcus's <laughs> plus a, minus. A box score baron. That's actually what I just did earlier. Yeah, yeah so. you totally did that. You're projecting on me. Yeah. Um, well, you're, that's you're, kind of you're rapporting me right now. Yeah. We didn't. We never touched on that. Yeah. I don't know if I really. I'm not supposed to. Well, Why? no, I just. What do oh, I it's too hot to touch. What are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you want to say about that? I've got nothing. I got nothing to say. Anyways, well, all I'm trying to say is. I mean, I don't know how you could be not pro Kevin Durant in that in that exchange. I think you could be. There's there's room there. Okay, so let me. There's actually, room to be anti. Let me nuance this because that could be trouble. There's obviously things that he said that everyone should disagree with, so on and so forth. But my my bar for you know free speech and in, in what's supposed to be a, a private conversation gets pretty high. Gets pretty high. Um, in that in a consensual private conversation with two adults, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. It should be the name of our podcast, <laughs> Consensual Private Conversation Between Two Adults. <laughs> Made public, yeah. Public. That's good. I like that. Um, anyways, but the point I'm trying to say is I don't remember Blake Griffin's debut coming in, you know, sort of padding his stats, blowing out a team with such ease. This is devil's advocate again. We This is pre-planned. I don't believe any of what I'm saying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just talking. Um, and to this day, you know, Blake had one 17-point game, which was nice, but he hasn't been... His output hasn't been needed. So here's what I think a little bit about the LaMarcus thing. You know, for just running Kyrie and the gang out there, LaMarcus does add a little bit of, you know, firepower. That's that's uh, the kind of firepower that can be tough to deal with in certain situations. I mean, the Hornets are uh, uniquely poorly fit for for what LaMarcus is throwing at you. Bismack is is not the guy, and, and nor is... Um, Zeller, whichever Zeller, whichever mm-hmm. freaking Zeller. Um, so, anyways, so it might be just a, a good matchup, but um, there's a lot there. I feel, I feel like Lamarcus Aldridge you know, is going to occupy a lot of space in this podcast. I can feel it. I can feel that happening. I'm glad. I think it's Tyler Zeller. I'm glad you brought up the Zeller because here's my thing. It's hard to be tall, right? Like living life. Like obviously, he's made millions off of being part of part of what makes him good at basketball is by being tall. It's pretty much the only thing, but yeah. Yeah, but beyond that, it's hard to live your life tall. Um, the good thing is, what is you, that if you're balding, mm. 
That's it's hard good... for people to notice that you're tall because you're always above them. But no, that you're balding. You mean that you're balding? Yeah, because yeah. you're always standing above right, them. They tall. can't. Okay, they can't you get said, the good. It's hard for them to know you're tall. That's what you said. When, oh, anyways, yeah, yeah. Thank you for correcting. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but because he's tall, and because that puts him in the NBA, mm. we get to see his baldingness in like the camera angle on anyone who's losing their hairline is always, it's always a tough one. Yeah. You know, we we're playing glue guys. Bingo That's what I here. think about. We're, we're playing glue guys bingo. And, and somebody just got it because Mike's now brought up uh balding. And, and <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> I'll just yeah. one small thing about balding. I mean, I still kind of have hair, but the, there is a, there's a comedian who wrote a piece on the ringer about, we should no longer mm-hmm. let men who have hair played parts bald men parts and i i agree with that i think like unironically that was like they were well, like, it, no it was a completely yeah, was ironic a, okay, article good, it was good. supposed to be funny but um i agree with that anyway so is there <laughs> any more lamarcus aldridge you want so i'll say this one other thing about lamarcus aldridge and then you know we can keep talking about him but th- i'll couch everything i just said okay it's game one he hadn't played in a month so maybe his his uh chicken chicken toed dance down the floor his small gate Mm. Um, is going to widen as he gets more loose and limber by playing mm. more games. The and, mistake. <laughs> and this may take. fold into the DeAndre Jordan thing. A flexibility yeah. take. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. DeAndre Jordan last year was the reason why Kenny Atkinson got fired. Because Kenny Atkinson benched DeAndre Jordan for Jared Allen, who is going to make $20 million a year as a center and is one of the best young centers in the NBA. Kenny Atkinson got fired partly because of DeAndre Jordan being put on the bench. Nash came in. Nash has played around with DeAndre's minutes, and Nash has talked about that himself. Um, and he got, again, I just want to make sure, he got DMP tonight, right? That's that's a for sure. Now, this is a back-to-back, so like maybe they'll kind of be like, oh, you know, he's old, and blah, blah, blah. I'll say this. I've been observing this for a long time. You and I have talked about it with Bruce Brown about the back and forth that DeAndre has with James Harden. This team has a particularly evident focus on the championship. Mm. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, everyone on the team, Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff, zoomed in on that looming NBA finals. You know, every you know, they just that they that's all they're thinking about. Yeah. And so what they're doing with DeAndre, a guy who they probably are very close with, they're being like Man, you're just not good enough right now. Um, so you're we support the coach. I think they probably do support what Nash is doing. If Lamarcus proves to not be uh one hundred percent that 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 man, um, as Lizzo would say, then I think that that the leadership council of KD, <laughs> Kyrie, and James Harden and Uncle Jeff yeah. will come together and say The Tribunal. The tribunal. The tribunal. They will. They will. They will all yeah. get together and they will say, "This just isn't it." The, yeah. You know, like Lamarcus, you're not playing, and they could do that to him because he's just, you know, he's minimum guy. I mean, you know, James Harden is truly like the Brutus in this situation. You know, he's the guy who's 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 really leading the charge here. Obviously, I did think it was interesting that I think it was Shams who who tweeted about how um, from the Athletic. Thank you. From the Athletic, um, let's get behind that paywall. Um, theathletic.com slash glue guys. Um, what the hell was I, I think saying? It's oh, still, they, I think it's still a dollar a month 
the the deal. So heck of a deal, heck of a deal. But he tweeted that uh, that Nets brass were starting to phase out DeAndre Jordan. Mm -hmm. Like that that was like a that was a news that came through the wire. That was a news bit, Um, a bulletin, as they say in the biz. Mike informs me, and I thought that that was interesting because that's not the kind of thing you don't need to say that. You could just do it. You know, like it doesn't. That shouldn't be sort of like. It's not, you shouldn't advertise that. It doesn't make anyone feel good and you can just do it and not tell anybody. So like, where is it coming from? Why is it making the blotter? Why is it, why is Mike picking that up off the, off the streets? Not that I talked to Sham Sharani about this because he does not run his tweets through me. The person I imagine he got that from is probably LaMarcus Aldridge's agent, which I think is DeAndre Jordan's agent. I mm. think. I don't yeah, know. The plot but, thickens. But you know, when when these minimum guys sign with whatever team they sign with, part of the negotiation isn't just salary. And most of the time, salary isn't the negotiation. It's all about role. And the Marcus was brought here because he was going to get a bigger role. And what does that mean? You know, there's only so many minutes, particularly if you play, you're a big beefy boy. Mm. It's going to come from somewhere. Um, and it came from DeAndre Jordan. Whether that will continue, who knows? I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's. I think DeAndre's going to play still. He's going to play in games. He's going to play a bunch more minutes. But well, let me ask you: mm. Are we? Are are the Nets basically done with DeAndre Jordan? Or do you think that there's still? He's I still can't part imagine that it's phased out that heavy. Like that's such a an abrupt finale to the to the DeAndre Jordan experience. I'll feel bad for the guy, honestly. <laughs> if, it, if it happens that quickly, that Marcus Aldridge just like shows up one day and he's like, you know, sleeping in his bed, um, <laughs> you know, you know, symbolically, um, that'll make me feel bad. <laughs> and I, you know, I do, I do ultimately think like, I mean, I don't know what can be done if like you're truly just going to DNP DeAndre Jordan, which I don't think that, that that's going to happen. But like, I mean, obviously, someone's minutes are going to hit hit the editing room floor here um and it's not gonna be blake griffin doesn't seem like it's not gonna be nick claxton um so well, it's yeah. i mean we, we've done this game before and i'm not gonna ask i'm not gonna rank the centers but think about this blake griffin didn't play tonight and kevin durant didn't play tonight and you know blake isn't gonna blake is probably actually gonna end up playing more four than five maybe he'll be like the backup four in a lot of situations like out there with claxton or whoever mm-hmm Still, like, closing time in the playoffs, the best lineup is going to be Kevin Durant at the five. Yeah, I mean, people are going to get real butthurt when it goes back to Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Harden playing 38 minutes to 40 minutes apiece. (laughs) (laughs) And Joe Harris. Yeah. Like, Joe, they still throw Joe out there for 35, like, or whatever. You know, like, he's... He's yeah. sucking up a lot of the time too on the floor. Yeah. When we when we're like really grinding out in playoffs, like that, yeah. This this will answer itself, and you know, there's going to be a fair amount of butthurt pie to go around. Like your favorite, our favorite yeah. pie. <laughs> I feel like there are some some email questions that we can help. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Nice. Can and you pull we'll those up? You can pull those and, up, and we'll talk. No, you you can you pull? It I up? can pull. Them up. You're the mail guy. You're the the everyone likes to hear you read their yeah, yeah. emails. I can do it. I can do it. So we will come back from the break and we will talk uh, about your emails, which we so greatly appreciate. And we're back, Mike. I brought <laughs> I us back. Love when you come back from. I brought us back. Yeah. How did I do it? Um, first up, mm-hmm. in the email bag. Um, we should say quickly, uh, we're going to do emails now, but we're also on Twitch. So, uh, you know, p- 
people just throw questions. Yeah, in there. fire them off. Yeah, we'll read them too. Yeah, we didn't we didn't tweet this um, anything about this Twitch stream, so we're not we're not marketing ourselves well per usual, Mike. But we'll get there. We'll get there. That's all for us. Um, first up, cheer boy. This is Eddie America Mensa. Heck of a name, big title. Um, uh, with a hotmail address so <laughs> much further than that <laughs> no, i mean it's not it's very different from his it's very different anyways am i crazy for thinking the best lineup is without joe harris Kyrie harden katie green and aldridge slash claxton wow so this is eddie. kind of dovetails into our conversation with joe harris eddie america mensa you are wrong you are wrong wow. joe harris needs to be out there he should always be out there I actually, I would take out the Aldridge Claxton thing and I would put in Jeff Green. Depends what you want. Offense, defense, right? Like what do the Nets need in that moment? The threat, Joe Harris is what? The second best three-point shooter in the NBA. The best three-point shooter right now in the NBA. No matter what, like he's a fine defender. You're going to want Joe Harris out on the floor. So to me, he's there. And then it's the question of, is it Jeff Green or is it Nick Claxton or LaMarcus Aldridge? Nick Claxton won't be out there. At the end of games, but I know Eddie America Mensa isn't saying end of games, saying best lineup. Yeah, Joe Harris is the is a part of whatever best lineup. You but want don't you play right? your best lineup at the end of games, Mike? Isn't well, that a thing you do? Here, you here's here's what I think is maybe happening is like people are confusing our current situation of like basically doing tryouts for everybody. It feels like these are just like we're just kind of like you know trying a bunch of different wacky stuff with our front court, and eventually we're going to be this like small ball you know, team. And like I was saying about the butthurt pie, like, <clears throat> you know, someone's going to have to take a back seat. Um, so I don't well, know. Yeah. yeah and, and we've talked about, I mean, but so like the whole thing about the Embiid stopper, the fallacy of the Embiid stopper um, in the playoffs at the end of games, Embiid's going to be out there no matter what, right? Like he's just going to be there mm -hmm. for the Sixers. So if the Nets trot out a lineup at the end of the game that does not include a, a traditional center, and let's say it's Kyrie Harden, Durant, Joe Harris, and pick another player, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, anyone that's like a threat-ish, right? Be, like I'm not talking about LaMarcus Aldridge. Who's Embiid guarding? Embiid's their, you know, Ben Simmons is an amazing defender. Embiid is also a great defender, but he's great because of his protection at the rim. He's not great because he's super switchy dude mm -hmm. right so who is Embiid guarding in a situation where there's not LaMarcus Aldridge or Nick like there's no like pick and roll center out there it's just five out guys driving to the hoop and then on the wings is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and mm. Joe Harris and I would put Jeff Green out there that's who I would put out there because he's a good three-point shooter Aldridge hit his three tonight Mike what'd you think of that his one three his one three out of strange shots Stroke ten <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little, <laughs> a little worried. Next up. And, oh, sorry. No, please. And and shots. Oh, 10. I think it's an end. <clears throat> Next up. Cheerboy. Yes. Alan Blackman. This is, uh, I should say, Big AB. Signs off Big AB. Sorry, Alan. I doxed you. Um, hey, glue guys. Are you all at all concerned with PG depth? We've basically got two PGs, Beard and Kyrie. And they both already play a lot of minutes. What do you do if one of them needs rest or take some games off? Who's the third PG? Johnson isn't really a PG. Dennis Hurt and Nash doesn't seem to trust Chioza. Any shot we got 
uh, a PG in the, in, in the buyout market like Avery Bradley. Interesting choice. Um, Mike, your feelings about our current point guard rotation. Yeah, so Avery Bradley's interesting because Avery Bradley was a name that was somewhat attached to the Nets during the offseason because he went to Texas, I think, with Kevin Durant at the, the same time as Kevin Durant. But he went to Texas regardless. And that Texas relationship has, you know, bared fruit in LaMarcus Aldridge as well. Um, I'm not concerned about point guard depth. I mean, you would be concerned if both Harden and Kyrie were hurt for the rest of the year. Like, that is the only concern. I, you know, they they have so many so much ball handling. And, Mr. Backman, I don't even want to, I don't want to tease people too much, but Spencer did what he thinks he's going to come back this season. So maybe your your like your answer is Spencer Dinwiddie uh playing 10 minutes a game in the playoffs as as like I can't believe you're so I can't believe player. I can't believe you you went from he's got a, like less than 5% chance <laughs> and now and now you're filling I'm just saying Allen's it's a possibility. Head. I don't I'm not worried. You're not worried, right? Like I think this team like even if if Harden well if Harden and Kyrie got hurt this thing would be a disaster, but it would just be a different situation. <laughs> <laughs> like at that point, yeah. no, Avery Bradley ain't going to save you, right? No, no, that's not, that is not the savior. Next up, cheer boy, yes. Aaron Voigt. Voked? Probably Vought. Vought? I mean, if I think that's how you spell Vought from the TV show, The Boys on Amazon Prime video. Sponsor, sponsor of the... <laughs> just kidding uh who do you think it's their minutes decreased when kevin durant mm. comes back and mike don't dodge the question you weasel you <laughs> dirty dog i know you want to dodge this one and i'm gonna hold your feet to the fire here um so durant plays the four right so i think the guys who consume those minutes now involve jeff green it will involve lamarcus aldridge in some way Nick Claxton plays not the four, but he does. He's played a, with a, like DeAndre Jordan at times too. Blake Griffin, obviously. Like I don't, I don't know where. So I know Timothy Luwalo Cabarro is in Nets Twitter. Will be happy about this. Um, he doesn't directly intersect with Kevin Durant, but I don't know if he plays if Kevin Durant comes because what you end up doing is you play Kevin Durant a bunch of minutes. Uh, you move like Bruce Brown off. He's not playing the three or the four or the five like he was playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I think Caparo's minutes is, are gone. Um, and you probably, you're probably you going to decrease Jeff Green. Jeff Green got 30 minutes tonight. I mean, he's playing a great game. But I think Jeff Green is like you kind of decrease those and put him in the basket of the LaMarcus Aldridge, that whole, like the yeah. whole center rotation. Yeah. Tyler Johnson, TLC. There's Those guys are playing, you know, combined a fair fair bit of minutes that are going to get chopped into pretty good, I think, in the not-too-distant future. Um, yeah. yeah. And don't yeah. don't you think, like, so I don't know if we have a rotation question in here. Um, Probably. I haven't read them all yet. Let's just let's just do let's just do this exercise. Let, okay. What is, you've talked about this before, what's your optimal number of guys in a playoff rotation? Is it like eight <sighs> or nine? I mean, me, Coach Coach Egan? Yeah. You know, I'm five, just a straight. I am a psychopath and (laughs) I don't care about your body. Uh, No, I'll go probably, you know, the, the, the generous eight, you know, I go the generous eight. Um, But yeah, I mean, the seven, the seven's a thing people have done. It's, it's, yeah. 
Is that so, so if it's eight and you have the three superstars, Joe Harris, Bruce Brown, that's five. Mm-hmm. Um, a rotation of bigs that includes, I mean, I still think Clax is going to get playoff minutes, includes Aldridge and includes Jeff Green. Aren't we at eight already? Isn't that? Yeah. I mean, and Landry Shamit's in there. So that's like nine. And, you know, I think like, we're so deep, though. You go, you, you stagger it from game to game. So I don't know. I feel like you, you, you know, you rest guys on certain because you know, I don't know. I feel like Blake, like Blake Griffin in street clothes tonight. For uh, no I didn't reason. even think about Blake. Yeah, like yeah. so. There's the thing. Like the you, you can't mess around in the playoffs. You can't have like an inconsistent rotation in the playoffs. You actually need to know who the, who your guys are in that moment because it, you just want that consistency. The minutes and the minutes for the starters move up always in the playoffs. So there's even less minutes for bench guys like Blake and Shamit and, you know, that whole Nicholas Claxton and all that whole crew. So it's like there's just not Tyler Johnson. We're not going to see Tyler Johnson play in the playoffs, I I would guess. And Timothy the Wild Cabarrell. Next up. Yes. Cheerboy. Lou Estevez. A classic. classic. An old an old favorite. Uh, back in the world of the email sphere. Netspod at gmail.com. Um, thanks everybody so much for email. It, it really does warm our hearts. He's got a nice long email um, that first begins with how much he loved our interviews with Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. Very nice email. Uh, we so appreciate it. He also says, check out his website, aimlabs.com. I recommend every, everyone do it because Lou Estevez is actually a low key genius and he's working on air or sorry, water purification technology. Um, I've been, I've been, uh, Linking into it, I think everyone should should care about the planet and all that stuff. There's more about that too. There's more. Everyone in our Discord and in the Glue community are are geniuses, and they're working on things to make the planet better. So um, that's going on. I don't know. I don't know how we got thrust into the middle of this, but uh, more on that later. His question about the nets. Finally, a quick question about Clax, the alchemist. He's he's going with the alchemist as as a nickname. What do you guys think of my thoughts on him potentially becoming the Nets version of Marcus Camby, just an undersized big that brings energy, athleticism, athleticism, tenacious rebounding, great defense. Now I know Camby is a bigger at 240, but back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I remember him playing for the Knicks. He was pretty undersized as well to the heave of the centers in the league back then. Is this a decent comparison and hopeful career trajectory to strive for, or am I crazy with Clax fever? Um, I, love, I love the scouting. Yeah. Love it. Um, Camby-esque. Cambiesque is nice. I don't think I, I don't have like an immediate problem with that. Um, I'm trying to remember like where like his stats popped off. I'm I'm sure Camby was like a big blocker slash rebounder. Yeah. Um and, but... and I think he had some I think he had some outside shooting versatility. Obviously people weren't doing a ton of that. For some reason I think he could pop out and shoot a three like every like eight games, like once every eight games. Yeah. Um the Nick Claxton like the ceiling for Nick Claxton is so crazy. So we, yeah, the Nets had just gone through Jared Allen, right? Jared Allen was great, and he's you know playing well in Cleveland and all that stuff. Claxton's higher. Claxton's a, a one of the most unique players ever in the history of basketball. Like, and I'm and I'm, <laughs> I'm being a little bit hyperbolic, he but also is one of the greatest but, humans. <laughs> but he's ever walked here. He is unique. I mean, just watching this game against uh, Charlotte just now and like back-to-back possessions, Terry Rozier, he picks him up at, you know, the three-point line in a place where you don't want to be picking up a guy like Terry Rozier. And he just stuffs his ever-loving soul into a jar and sends him packing. And then right the second, right next possession does the same exact thing with Gordon Hayward, a completely different player who does very different things with the basketball and is 
would is also like not supposed to get completely stuffed in a jar by Nick Laxton and then does. And so this is the, the thing with Nick Laxton is like, I don't know that I've seen a big cover as much ground against guards defensively as he does and react as quickly. Like it just, it is a remarkable thing to watch. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because like the bigs who can do it are like obvious, like Kevin Garnett, you know, like people, like people that we know are like superstars and Claxton isn't there yet. He like, he, not that he'll become Kevin Garnett, but he's like this weird, fun weapon for Nash to deploy on a team that includes Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, and Joe Harris. I think it's a four superstar. Joe Harris is a superstar. Mm. Um, the ceiling on Claxton's ridiculous. Like, it just, there's every moment. I think he's the most exciting. I mean, James Harden's pretty fucking awesome to watch, mm. but. Nick Claxton, when he switches on the guards, is is yeah. like when Captain America picked up Thor's hammer in mm. Endgame, <laughs> right. and then you get to every game, you get like, oh my god, he just did it. Did, did I tell you that I've been slowly chipping away at Justice League? This 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 friggin' thing, the Snyder Cut. Have you watched this? Yeah, I did. So I did an abbreviated version where I just watched the first hour and then the last hour. <laughs> Because I knew what would happen. I recommend it. It's not good. It is so like conspicuously a budget version of the Avengers. Like I don't. I mean, I'm not like a you know an Avengers stand, <laughs> but like holy, like not, like Dark Seed is such a B-rate Thanos. I mean, it's the same. It's sure. the same deal. It's the same. It's always the same. Yeah. But and Cyborg is this like edgy teen version of of Iron Man. I mean, everyone's just got a lamer version of. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Which, like, by the way, think about how irresponsible that that father is, that scientist father who puts wow. like the nuclear codes in the brain of his like PTSD trauma infused <laughs> son. What kind of maniac does this? <laughs> so he's the real supervillain that people are missing. I know this is an original conversation, but what, have you gotten to the end? I've 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 watched it for three nights in a row. I think I'm like two, maybe two hours in. All right, so there's like a big battle that that Batman is a part of, and like these gods, Aquaman is kind of a god, and Wonder Woman and Superman and Cyborg, though you know he's a machine, like he's a pretty impressive machine. And Batman's there floating around doing some stuff, and you're just like, it's not that hard to he's, take out Batman. It's like having Hawkeye be the star. Like, what do you, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we all love Batman. Um, yeah. I liked, so the way I watched it, I felt like was the best way to do it because the middle of that movie, from what I know, because I haven't watched it, it's like, we kind of know what happens. Like Superman comes back and, you know, he's mad and all that stuff. Watch the beginning. You see some fun stuff and watch the end because the end, the thing that happens at the end, I do like. Okay. Well, lots to look forward to there. Um, next. <laughs> Did you want me to go? We should. We can get more on that. We'll save that no, for the no, after. I, the after show. Yeah. Next up, Cheer Boy. Maybe this is the last one. I don't know. You, this maybe. feels like last one. I'm, you see, when I make this face, yeah, I'm ready. Because it's Sean Goodfriend, a good, good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. And a complete nemesis of Michael Smeltz. Um, <laughs> the the Uh-oh. drama has been going on. You know, he's been he's been. This is like a, a gimmick. Wait, Anyways. he said something. What did he said say? Shit. About he's me. been talking shit for for months now, Mike. He said something that had me shook. It was like something about like. It's like my appearance. There was something that was like personal. <laughs> that's, I was like, well, that's the way to get shit. to Mike Smeltz. <laughs> shit. What did I just do go to, to? Just go to the, the appearance. Um, yeah. 
Sean Goodfriend and writes superficial. <laughs> <laughs> writes, hello. Question for the pod. Rank the teams you'd least like to see in the Ooh, first round of the playoffs. Question. Celtics Heat, Pacers, Bulls. Thank you, Sean. Nets head, good friend. P.S. Shout out to the Discord. Find the link in the Twitter bio. Let's go, Mike. We did it. We got to all the social. <laughs> all right. Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Bulls. At the bottom. Gosh, are, Knicks, are the cool. Knicks in there? I mean, for you? I mean, for yeah, me? the, we need to add the Knicks. Gosh. Who, who, okay. I'll say, I say, as in terms of scariness, I think the Heat, you know, might be the best team to, that you could possibly pl- play in the first round. Yeah. In terms of like, I think let's just put them number one. That yeah. feels correct. In terms of obnoxiousness, like Knicks and Celtics are pretty tied in, in terms of please, teams that I don't want to play, just because, like, if for, if for whatever, if some crazy thing happens and we lose to those teams, we will never hear the end of it. And I know that that's like a, that's a loser mentality way of thinking, Brian, but you know what? Get off my case. Okay. Cause I've been through some yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think I like, I don't even put, so the Celtics and Knicks are on a totally different platform. Like if, if it was the Knicks, if, and if the, the Nets lost to the Knicks, it would, there would be no end to that. There would just be people. Stephen A. Smith would just be on ESPN talking about it and laughing at the Nets for a full year. It would be unbearable. But they are the worst team out of that bunch. Like, they have the worst talent. Um, And so if you're going to a seven-game series, like, you would hope. Like, if we're just being cold analytical, Heater number one and the Knicks would be at the bottom in terms of talent. And then I would go, I would go Bulls, Pacers, Celtics. So Celtics are two, Pacers are three, Bulls are four, and the Knicks are five. Um, I'm still scared of the Celtics. They still have the two really electric players. They have Kemba. That 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 matchup isn't like a fully easy, like, oh, I can rest easy thing. The Pacers have talent. They actually have a particular set of talent that could be tough for the Nets because Sabonis and Miles Turner. But, you know, like I'm not like terrified of that. And the Bulls, even though I was a little scared of Vucevic, Vucevic would get 25 and 15 mm. every game, and Levine would get his points. But the rest of the team is not good. Not so, good. Not good. So I guess maybe I'd move the Bulls at the bottom and put the Knicks at four. Because the Knicks right. do have something. They have that defensive mentality. Yeah. That's a great question. Oh, great question. question. And one that we'll really be digging into quite a bit. As these next few weeks we're on, Mike, we're not too far away from the big playoff push. What are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to be going we're, live we're, lens in Maryland? We're doing, we doing? we're doing live streams. We're doing post-game shows. We're, we're going to be doing a 24-hour pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, yeah. we're not. I want Could to. Be. Could be. Someone in this, so someone in the podcast doesn't want to do a twenty-four hour live podcast. Yes, I guess do. Which one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't. Yeah. Well, now, now you got the Twitch chat. I'll fire it up. So here we go. It's going to become a meme. This is where you need to go. This is where you need to spend time in the Discord, Mike. Okay. Are people people talking about it? A lot of people are talking about it. People, a lot of people are talking about. It. People are saying things. Millions of people are upset about the results of the election, Brian. <laughs> oh. Michael getting political. It's that time of that time of night. It's a heck of a win, though. We're coasting. The Nets are back. Um, it can't be denied now. Uh, Michael, where do you find us on our social? Um, we we are on at BK Guys on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We had a Facebook page. I'm not sh- I would not go to it now. It's not been updated. Instagram is lonely too. Don't go there. Maybe there's also there's there. like a Glue Guys account in Tampa, Florida. It's a company. It's like a yeah. there's a guy who's a glue man. He's a man of glue. 
Um, yep. That's not us. A lot of glue companies on LinkedIn that you can check out. Those are not related, <laughs> but you know, check them out. How we don't have a sponsorship related to glue to adhesives. That's so true. We've been doing this for eight years. Not a single adhesive has sniffed us. <laughs> I use glue sticks, not irregularly. So, you know, I use glue sticks for deodorant, Put it, <laughs> putting it out there. Um, Mike, it's been a joy. Um, Nets Daily, is that where a good place you could find Nets, Nets Daily is phenomenal. And our podcast at the, the athletic, athletic is another place. Um, great place. Yeah. And um, five stars. We want them. We need them. We're at 299 reviews on iTunes right now. Some, someone please push it over the limit to 300. My goodness. I, I've been checking. Speaking of Zack Snyder, 300. He, he directed. Wow. That great. Great. Nice way to tie it all together, Mike. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We're out of here. <laughs>